یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 36 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan! Episode number 36, Karan. Uh, we're, we're starting to run out of special numbers, but we still have a few left. Uh, episode number Rashid Boyles. Rashid. Episode number Rashid. Exactly, exactly. It's, yeah. it's a good sign because it means that we have survived long enough. I don't even know how many, how long have we been doing this? A year, year and a half, something like that? I think so, I think. A little more yeah. than a year, definitely. Yeah, we have, we have done 36 episodes already, man. We've, we've survived way longer than I thought we would. So, That's pretty kudos, to the, kudos to the few people who listen to us and um, just our ma- maddening desire to keep talking about India basketball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thanks. Uh, before we get to anything else, thanks to each and every one of you who listen to us. It's... Uh, I can't stress this enough like we don't obviously get paid to do this in fact we spend money we to, to do, do this, this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and as much as we like to talk about Aman's butter chicken or anything else no nobody does nobody sponsors us so no sponsors yet yeah we, we, on, yeah, uh, we only do this because you guys listen to us so thanks for doing that um, yeah but yeah before we get on like some artsy film sort of uh, tangent let's uh, let's let's talk about what what's happening in the world of basketball right now and that's the FIBA Asia Challenge. Yes. Uh, and it's you... been great. Yeah, it has. Did you see any uh, any of the matches or both? I've, I, I've watched the, the first game, our win against Philippines. Hmm? I could not watch, I could not find a, a streaming link for the game against uh, Chinese Taipei that we lost yesterday. Yeah, even the uh, good old FIBA uh, live score tracker let us down yesterday. It let us down for about, about a, a quarter and a half but it was fine after that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, dude, how amazing is it? Uh, it I, I know that pe- people are calling the Philippines team we beat Gilas 5.0. Uh, <laughs> That's a funny name. <laughs> but, but I mean, whatever. I mean, uh, we beat them. And it's great for... Uh, like, I, I know that none of those players are... They're all amateur players. They, they, they don't play professionally. But guess what? No one in India plays professionally. <laughs> we haven't had a, we've never had a professional league. Uh, <laughs> that's that's so, a sad way to say it, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been impressed. I think um, I was just checking out the FIBA Asia Challenge website uh, and um, our main man, Vishesh Bhrigun, she's the leading scorer of the tournament so far. 24-year-old um, Vishesh Bhrigun. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the 28-year-old with the 24-year-old step. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, how did how did he get younger over the last three years? I don't, I don't understand FIBA, but um, anyways. Yeah, it must have been maybe, one of those clerical errors. Maybe one of those clerical errors. Within, within air quotes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, it was a good game though. Like I, I saw about half of it. I think like midway to third quarter, I decided sleep was more important. But uh, <laughs> it, it was good. Like I, I think for the first quarter and a half, they played like they were jet lagged and they were sleepy yeah. and like they didn't care. Like obviously, it's it's a weekend Philippines team, so uh, yeah. you can expect India, who are like who are the favorites with gambling websites here. You know, Which was yeah. shocking. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, So yeah, they, they, I think they took it easy a little bit, but then uh, they just turned it on. When Vishesh decided to get in the mood and Amjot decided to get in the mood, it was yeah. no stopping them. Yeah, it's um, uh, Vishesh started off really well. He was on fire, I think, at 18 points in the first half. Yeah. And then uh, Amjot saw us through in the end. Amjot finished with 
Uh, Amritpal played well. I think it's, I think Amjot also had like 18 rebounds. By the yeah, way. that's something, insane, right? Something insane like that. Yeah. He's amazing. Like I, I, I can't get over the fact that he's actually like he wears the India jersey. Somebody who's one, one of the best players in the continent. Yeah. Wears our our country's jersey. He wears our he uh, he waves our country's flag in basketball. Yes. It's so amazing to hear that. I mean. It is, it is. And even Amritpal looks so big and so confident. Like, I can't believe this guy was, like, four or five years ago when this guy was just breaking into the team, he looked so sloppy. But now he's, like, a proper established centre. It's it's amazing to see the journey. And, and like, I I remember, I think, I believe you tweeted this earlier today, like, we actually have a chance of winning every game that we enter. Yeah, that to me, it's such a stark... Yeah. That's the most amazing thing. Like, like say we, we lost to Chinese Taipei yesterday by you know twenty twenty five points. Sure, it's sad and uh, but at the same time expected. That's what India. That's what we we've been grown up to see India do against teams like Chinese Taipei, lose to them by twenty or thirty. Yeah, exactly. But 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 when the game began, I actually felt that you know what this could be a close game. Why not? Mm-hmm. And I think that is such a change in mentality that even from the time you and I started like connecting over Indian basketball five six years ago. Yeah. Between then to now, I actually feel that sh- why why can't we beat anyone? We have three really good players. We have good depth. Um, oh, we have a big three. We, we have a legit big three who who could who who'd be starters in any Asian team. Yeah. Um, I think between uh, I think in Akilan Pari, we have a, a guy who's actually a, a legit starting point guard. You know, he's not um, he, he's not uh, a great starting point guard. He, he's and he's gonna get run out the court by, you know, whenever we play against um, the more speedy, quicker guys. Yep. But he's a legit guy. Um, and then a good youth system. So, it's good, man. Uh, optimism is dripping all over. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. It's We've started already. It's like we're barely five minutes in and the optimism <laughs> has broken. <laughs> it's, so, it's... so, so our, uh, by the time you guys hear this, I guess the, sec- the second round would have begun because India has already played our two first round games. Yeah. Um, we are going to be with Jordan, China, and Kazakhstan mm-hmm. in uh, in the second round group. Another tough uh, set of teams. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I totally expect us to beat Kazakhstan and give Jordan a run for the money. I mean, I now that now the new optimist <laughs> optimist in me is feeling really good about this. Yeah, yeah, and why not? Like, why not another China defeat? No, might be too much, but uh, hey, why not? <laughs> they've sent another uh, weakish team, and uh, we sent our best guys. Uh, you know, any, anything is possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I think the quarterfinals should be a bare minimum requirement, in my opinion. Now. Yeah. Um, and and when we interviewed uh, Coach Sunny, who's assistant coach with this team right now, in our last episode, he actually had um, he he honestly said that there's a chance we could even make it to semifinals if we are able to spring a surprise. Yeah. And uh, I'm not saying that will happen, but oh my God, if it happens. That'd be it's insane. Gonna be, it's gonna be amazing. It'll be our our best finish in Asia in about forty years or something. Yeah, so, that that'll be insane. Every time we go into one of these FIBA Asia tournaments, like I know, current you and I keep discussing this. All we think about is like, okay, these are the games we should lose. If we just yes. win one game, we'll reach yeah, this yeah. spot. <laughs> so that exactly. That, and that one game has already been won. If I believe, if we win one more game, we are guaranteed quarterfinals for sure. But as you said, like if we beat Kazakhstan and give Jordan a close game and probably even beat them, then. We could end up finishing third in that group, which is pretty amazing, I think. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the ironic thing is that as well as India is doing, uh, as well as a basketball team is doing, 
back home the basketball federation of india still doesn't have full recognition from the government That's so just... like it it's all being done by their own fundraising and they're you know they're getting sponsors and and like the the government still doesn't believe that the bfi is one of the is one of the the country sports federations That's... which is so ridiculous to me yeah it is ridiculous and i I, be- i think it's down to a little bit of that um two factions and thing we keep referencing every time to it's yeah yeah it's it's a bit crazy but these guys who play there they they give it their all and that's that's the most we can uh, you know that's that's something we should celebrate every second of the time they're on the like, court exactly it's it's the players who at the end of the day they they are they are the heart of this machine that you know chucks us forward and I, and i hope that the way these guys are playing the way i mean amjot and amritpal they become like wanted talents you know they they play in japan and european teams are you know are looking at them too they're they're at that level and uh, and and vishesh is seriously playing like a 24 year old right yeah, now he like is. he's he's been a, he in the game we lost he he exploded for 34 and <laughs> I, i don't know what was gotten into him I, it's i'm calling him the, the banarsi mamba he's on fire so um, yeah banarsi mamba has a nice ring to it shout out to shout out to vishesh man um I always I always forget how good he is even though he's been because he's been good for so long he's been good for yeah. about 8 or 9 years now for the national team since he was 18 he's been part of the system right um and he's still only 24 <laughs> it's crap match crap match somewhere <laughs> uh but yeah so shout out to our guys and hopefully uh, by the time we record the next episode we, we have some great you know we have we have some great news to report we have some great conversations to have Absolutely, absolutely. And before we move on to our special guest edition, I did. Uh, okay, I'm not creepy, Karan, but I have a search filter on Twitter that says Amjot. So. Uh, oh, that's I, awesome. That's, that's fine. That's yeah, awesome, right? That, that's what you do. That's how you do. <laughs> yeah. Man crushes, right? If you have a man crush, you have to live. Yeah, you have to, you have to man crush it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And something that popped up on that search filter is that I believe he's been signed up by like some European agency. I don't know. Okay. If, I don't know if you've seen this, but. Uh, I I did not see this do tell us. Yeah, I, so I believe he's been signed up by an agency whose name I can't remember right now, but okay. um those guys have like the top players in CSK Moscow and Barcelona and you know all these big big time EuroLeague clubs and also have some NBA players represented. So uh if if he's on their radar that's like might we start to dream about him playing professionally elsewhere other than Japan's D League? That Well, and and i th- i think those are legit dreams because every time we have spoken to amjot like uh, he was on our podcast a year ago and i did an int- uh, interview with him for nba india a few months ago mm-hmm. and he legitimately believes he's better than satnam and that is a yeah uh, and i actually uh, like like satnam has potentially higher upside but amjot for what he is right now is a better basketball player and and i i know he sees satnam playing in the d league and and he has reason to believe he should be there too so Yeah, we should we should probably have him on after after the tournament and and ask him these things directly. He'll be really polite. Yeah, <laughs> he's the nicest guy on earth. He's he's a, he's the nicest basketball superstar since Kawhi Leonard and Paul Gasol. <laughs> and Paul Gasol was and, before Kawhi Leonard, so that's fine. Yes, of course, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah, it it'll be great, I think, if he makes it somewhere. And he has like traditionally, what blocks these guys is that they're probably not like big enough or fast enough or young enough. This guy is like. He has got all that. All that going for him. Yeah, he's like he's actually only twenty two, twenty three years old. Not uh, Vishesh, age twenty four, but <laughs> and he's six eight, I think. Yeah. And yeah, he's six eight, and and, and he it's can... great that he's 
he can play everywhere on the court right he can play in and out and it's great that they're getting um they're getting good representation from abroad yeah because that's the other thing like a lot of these talents like vishesh for example if if four or five years ago i know he's he's had a renaissance in his career but four or five years ago when he was in his athletic prime vishesh could have should have played not could have he should have played professionally abroad too yeah uh, but it's just that he did not have get the representation that these guys are lucky enough to get now yeah so um exactly anyways right. best of luck to all of these guys i, I hope even uh, i hope teams abroad look at vishesh too as an option he's 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 not over the hump yet he's still in his prime he's 28 Um, 24. And yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna remain he's gonna he's he's gonna remain a valuable player in Asia for about three four more years at least. Absolutely. So um, Absolutely. Uh, good luck to our guys. These are exciting times for Indian basketball. Indeed. Um, and speaking of professional leagues, um, I think it's a nice segue on to our special guest segment of the podcast. So, Karan, why don't you tell us who we have on today? Yes. Yeah, so since we we earlier mentioned the problems. With the BFI and the Indian government, uh, now we have a we have a, we have another player now in Indian basketball. Mr. mentioned them a lot, and if you follow, if you follow Indian basketball, you you know the, the name UBA now. You may have seen UBA's game on games on Ten Sports, um, and 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 you definitely know that uh, they've been in a slight controversy about uh, about the BFI not allowing UBA players to to represent India or play in the national tournaments. but the uba in itself is is doing things their their way and they're moving on they're not really they don't seem as bothered by uh the noise around it so i think um we decided to approach one of their one of their main men one of their uh closest one of the people who covers the league really closely who's there for every single game who's a broadcaster for the uba league for 10 sports in india uh mr paul crane So I want to invite our guest for episode number 36 Mr Paul Crane. Uh Paul Paul is the vice president of broadcasting for the UBA and uh, I think from what I could uh, scout of of your uh, of your background thanks to the internet I I found out that you've been you worked extensively in the US um you've worked with the CST Saints with KTBS with CNN Sports with FSN with Comcast tell me if I've missed anything or I've said anything wrong Mr Paul. Well, can't we How how long do you have? <laughs> uh, no, I appreciate that. Uh I I've been very fortunate and yes, I've been at it for a long time and um but I've 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 been very uh like I said fortunate is really the word. I uh while well, I started a long time ago, I got a a big break uh, in the early 1980s. I went to Dallas, Texas. Uh it's a top 10 market in the United States and uh the Dallas Cowboys of the National Football League really controlled my life. uh for 10 years uh though there are so many other things that happened in Dallas and then I got an even bigger break when CNN called me and I went to CNN Sports uh in Atlanta Georgia which is where I still live and and was there for about 10 years and um as you mentioned uh I've done a lot of things with a lot of different regional networks uh, as well Comcast and Cox as you mentioned that's the CST Cox Sports Television where we also got the contract for the New Orleans Saints in the NFL so I did uh, uh things with their preseason games and then I hosted their sanction show every Sunday night for about 10 years so that was uh, uh included a Super Bowl run in 2009 so we could go on and on and on but I've done a lot of uh, games basketball uh tackle football uh baseball uh and a handful of other sports on occasion but those are the big three that I've been able to uh Uh, broadcast 
uh, and do the play-by-play for, which is now what I'm so uh, happy to be part of with the UBA and the, and the basketball uh, in India. You are clearly the smoothest voice we've ever, ever had in home <laughs> <laughs> as, as I was saying before we started recording, and we feel not worthy to, to have someone of your experience spending their time with us as amateurs who are... Kaushik and I spend most of our time talking about butter chicken. So, so, so you see the gulf in experience. <laughs> well, uh, you're too kind to me, and uh, you're too hard on yourself. <laughs> so, I want to ask, how did you? Um, how did after all that? How how did you end up? How, how does someone with that background end up broadcasting basketball in India? Like, how does it, how how does that happen? Well, that wasn't the long term plan from 20 years ago. I'll mm-hmm. give you that, but. <laughs> But uh, I will say it was uh, there was an opportunity in January of 2015 uh, to come over and televise the uh, end of the college tournament, uh, which had never I had been told had never been on television before. So it was a group of people that I had dealt with. Uh, a long time ago and had not heard from them in years. And and anyway, uh, to make a long story short, I was able to uh, squeeze out the time to come over to Chennai for two weeks and televise the end of the college tournament. I really had no idea what we're going to to see. And uh, as you probably know much better than I, uh, games were being played in the round of 16 when we showed up outside, which was kind of a new experience for me because to me, basketball has always been an indoor in an arena game. But they're playing outside. We had built a, uh, a floor and uh, set up inside so we could televise. And what we televised was from the quarterfinals on, on tape delay on 10 sports. And anyway, I was blown away with how great the athletes were and the the game was played uh, again i don't know what my expectations were but they were much better and then uh, at the after once that was complete you know i came back home and went on about my business with the other games and various things i was doing and it was several months later there was a call about uh wanting to start a professional league uh, that it went over so well the reaction was so strong from the basketball community that they wanted to look into this. And again, to make a long story short, the man who ended up buying the whole thing and is now funding it, uh, Mr. Tommy Fisher, uh, with the uh, uh, resources of Fisher Industries here in the United States behind him, a huge basketball fan. Uh, and as just, we all went over and had a, our season one in Hyderabad in July of 2015. And uh, really the reaction from the players uh, and the community was so strong that uh, we've just kind of gone full throttle ever since then. And um, uh, I think you've seen, if, if you've followed us at all, the way things have changed since that season one of the UBA. Uh, we've completely changed uh, both the logo and the, the name and the commitment. We've hired uh, a director of coaching Jody Basie. We've uh, put together camps in advance of our seasons two and three, and the play, in my opinion, has escalated exponentially. And uh, so we're off and running. And it's just that that's the way it started. Uh, and uh, so we're, we're at the, I still think, the beginning of a, of, a, of a big project. Off and running is a good way to put it because you guys already commit. Uh, I, think, I think you already had three seasons in, in a space of mm-hmm. less than two years. Um, uh, yeah, so I want to ask, like, the most recent season finished 
in July and end of July. I think um, Chennai won again, and Koshik and I always talk about how Chennai sports teams in India for some reason are dominate almost all the time. And I think Chennai Slam, they've been to every single final of the three UBS seasons. This is the second victory. Mm-hmm. So just tell us a little bit about um, the most recent season. You know, I, I'd like I, I, I've watched the games of ten sports not a lot, but I haven't actually been to a game. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about what the what the crowd is like, what the mood is like at the arena, and some of the memorable moments that that happened in the most recent season. You were well, obviously watching it live in person, <laughs> or the broadcasters' table probably have the the closest access as anyone would have had uh, for the UBA. Well, I think the uh, you talked about the Chennai Slam, uh, and you're right. They've reached the final in all three of our seasons, and uh, they're a team that has played together for the most part all three of the seasons. The the nucleus of that team uh, has been around, and that, but it all starts with a guy who wears number one, Agu. Uh, he is so fast, yes. and you may have remembered him. Uh, I believe he he led Hindustan University from Chennai to yeah. the AIU Championship in 2014, and when the first time I saw him, the Hindustan University did not make the final 16 of the year that I went for the for the AIU Championship. But when I saw him in season one, it was obvious that whew, he is fast and he has you know what we in basketball like to say ups. He can really leap, right? So he's got all these great abilities. And to watch his game improve and evolve over these three seasons has been really impressive. He's got all these basic skills, but now to hone him into a true point guard, I think we saw in season three, most recently in July, how uh, the one game Chennai lost in the regular season was a career-high scoring for Agu. He scored 27 points in a game against the Haryana Gold, but they lost. It was the only game they lost. Uh, they got better and tougher when he became a more of a true point guard, distributing the ball, driving and dishing, and then he, he rebounds so well for a guard because he jumps so high and his instincts are so strong. And you've seen him, if, you, if you've watched their, their games, the way he'll, he'll just leap and steal a pass. It's amazing some, th- some of the things uh, that he's able to do. So his athleticism uh, and the growth of his game has really helped them. And Cami uh, is another guy. Ram Kamar is another guy that have been around. But they've had two uh, other players that I think have made a real difference for them. One who joined in season two, the big, big guy who played uh, at, at, out of the Army and services, uh, Gopal. Gopal Ram. Uh, yep. Oh, man, Gopal Ram. He, he, he just knows his role. He goes down on the block. And you get him the ball inside, he's almost indefensible Defensible when he just turns around, puts it off the glass. Or he can shoot to about maybe 8 or 10 feet, and he's got a pretty good jump shot. And then he hustles to the other end. He, he may not win a lot of foot races like Agu, but you know he hustles down and plays defense well uh, at the other end as well. And then a real difference maker for them in this particular last season uh, was J-Ram. J-Ram Jot, uh, uh, he... he Again, another guy who clearly has a lot of experience, uh, knows his role. When you put that whole package together, uh, they again won another UBA championship and, and were very deserving. But as you saw, when they got to the finals, they couldn't run through the Punjab Steelers uh, 
uh, in two straight games. That went to all three of a best of three. So it was a, it was a very exciting finish. But I think the elevation, the play across the league has has gotten much better and better with each season. So what would you say was the most, um, if you had to pick one memorable moment that stood out or that or that was the talking point of this last season that the fans went home discussing or a player, what do you, what do you feel that, that would have been? Wow. Um, great. There were so many uh, moments. Uh, I mean, it, I, I think for me, kind of a, with a broad brush, the fact that um, the, the league was so competitive uh, this past season, you know, sports is sports and, and you put a bunch of teams together and sometimes teams have off days and, and you have blowouts. Our, our season didn't really have any blowouts. They were all really competitive. But I think I really loved the way the, the game has kind of moved above the rim. Uh, we've really worked hard with these training camps that we've had and to get the players in better condition and 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 get some of these, especially the bigger guys, uh, above the rim. So we had a number of newcomers that uh, like Akash Deep of Haryana, six foot eleven. Um, and he 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 not only dunked a lot, but uh, he had one game where he had eight blocked shots. Uh, Mano Thomas of the Hyderabad Sky. He his his first game was. 11 blocked shots in one game. That, that's that's a UBA single-game record. And I kind of thought mm-hmm. when I saw his debut that, all right, this is a guy that's going to stand there and redirect shots and block <laughs> shots. But he started running the floor in later games. That's, he's running down in, in front of me. You talk about where my seat is at midcourt. Holy cow. He, he, he went in transition and kind of leading the break. I was like, wow, this guy's more than a guy that just blocked <laughs> shots. So just the overall play, I, I, it was just really impressive uh, how many good players there are and, and, and how much better the game has gotten. That's fantastic, Paul. Karan and I talk almost every week about how nearly every other sport in India has some sort of professional league structure, but basketball has probably been one of the last ones to wake up to that. And that's primarily thanks to U- the UBA. The fact that there is a player league uh, where they can't play basketball and get paid for that uh, it's it's pretty fantastic how do you think personally that the uba is helping indian basketball well i think uh, i i go back to that um my first experience with it in chennai uh, with a college game as you know in the united states for example the the ncaa tournament is a big deal so the college basketball championship is is a big deal when you get to um, uh, the, 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 what we call the sweet 16, the final 16, and then the final four. Oh my, it's, it's huge. So I show up in, in Chennai for that, for the AIU championship and they're down to their final 16 where they played, as you know, a round of, uh, they still play round Robin, uh, uh, until they get to knockout rounds in the quarterfinals. Anyway, I, I was going out. I tell this story a lot when I, about where my first impression of basketball in India was. We show up and it's uh, like over 200 teams had started in the tournament and it's the final 16. So I'm expecting a lot of fans. Mm -hmm. Well, I go out and they're playing back-to-back games, round of 16 games on outdoor courts and I need to get information. So I need to watch players and then come down and kind of get their notes so I can get information. So when I start televising the quarterfinals on, I'll have what I need. The story I tell, which is the honest to God truth, there were only two of God's creatures that were not playing the game, working the game, refereeing, coaching, keeping score, anything like that, that were just there to watch. There was me 
<laughs> and there was an ox in the, <laughs> the, the fence. Story. <laughs> That's it. That's it. And uh, so now today, you know, with the UBA, we've got people coming to the arenas, and, and granted, many of them don't understand basketball, but they will the more they come. But I know this, if, if you come to our arenas, not only do we have these great athletes doing these phenomenal things athletically up and down the floor, and like I said, we've gotten above the rim now, dunking and blocking shots and doing these things, moving the ball around, uh, uh, which is really just so great to watch and giving us these games that come down to the wire and you don't know what's going to happen. But we also have music and dancers and people come and, and they have what I, I feel like are the time of their lives. And in speaking with them afterwards, like we do a lot, and of course, at the hotel where we're at, we always try to encourage people at the hotel, come on, you got to come to the games. And when they do, uh, they have so much fun. Uh, I, I think that to me has has been such a dramatic difference going from that from me and that ox to now people that are dancing and having fun and cheering. And, you know, the atmosphere during the playoffs really grew and um, the crowd was outstanding and really into it. I, I, I can't wait for the day that, you know, mum, people in Mumbai know they have the challengers to root for and people in Delhi know they have the capitals to root for and Punjab has the Steelers and Chennai has the slam and Pune has the Peshwas and on and on and on. The eight cities and areas and regions have teams to root for and, and young men who are out there uh, providing great theater. And another thing I say all the time, but I believe it with all my heart, you know, sports is the greatest theater there is. You never know what's going to happen until it's done. And the teams in the UBA have competitive fire. These athletes are outstanding. And they have given us great drama down to the wire time and time again. It's fun to watch. That's great to hear. And I've, um, I hope that as, as like the game grows and as fans become more and more um, aware of basketball, we can, I mean, uh, I, I think we'll, we'll talk about this later. Like, ho hopefully it, it actually spreads to all those other hometowns too. Like, like Delhi can have host its own home team and Mumbai can host their own home team and uh, hopefully all arenas will have a special section for more Ox to come watch too I, 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 <laughs> I mean that's an underrated basketball audience hashtag Ox with hops there you go there you go I do think I, 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 I will say though when I got up the other part of the story is at halftime I went down and got information about the teams and then I went over to the other games so I could watch those two teams. The yes. Ox stayed where he was. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got to get him interested. He's got to come over and watch the other games. The, the, the Ox was just, just just scouting that one team, you know. He was just there you go. That's it. <laughs> but maybe he was a fan. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, Paul, we'd be amiss if we didn't also uh, talk about some of the challenges that the UBA has faced uh, within their first... You know, in India, everyone always says, like, to start any to, to to sort of start anything new that is breaking the mold is one of the most difficult things to do because you have to go through so many loopholes and jump so many hurdles, um, and you know one of, one of the biggest bigger hurdles that they, that uh, that have happened in Indian basketball is is the BFI, the Basketball Federation of India, sending out a circular uh, recently that that says that all the participants of the season three in the UBA, so all the players, I think there were 122 names. Coaches, uh, support staff, including players who are not even Indian who couldn't play for India anyways, but they were named in the list. Um, that they're all that they won't be allowed to play for the Indian national team or in the domestic tournaments. 
how does that ban affect the UBA and the players in the UBA? Because now it's a real decision for them. Should they play for the UBA? Should they save themselves for India? How do you feel that has happened? Do you feel an atmosphere of uh, is like some sort of tension there with the players? Well, I, I think, to be honest, with you, I, I just I don't really understand all of that. But I think you know it's what it's clearly doing is keeping a handful of players who may really want to be part of the UBA to play, and then of course it's denying players currently in the UBA uh, from from trying to participate for the national team. And I, all I can tell you is I, I really don't understand that because we have really wanted to work with the BFI and we continue to try to work with them. Uh, we've looked at their schedule very closely and uh, we started working our seasons around what would work best for players uh, looking to be part of the national team. Uh, for example, we'd originally planned to play season three. We've been talking about after the Olympics, but we saw that would create potential conflicts for players in September and even October with uh, uh, the scheduled camps yeah. or, or tournaments. So we moved our season up in challenge. July. Yeah. Yeah. We moved our season up in July in order to play them before the Olympics. And, and the same thing for the upcoming season four. You know, we're, we're planning to play in March instead of our original plan of January and February so we could avoid any potential conflicts with BFI tournaments or camps. So I can tell you that the UBA believes added competition and training can only help the level of play across the country for everyone. And But remember, I am not one of those who deals with the BFI directly. I handle the television. So all I can really tell you is, uh, like we said when we were in Pune most recently, that we're just kind of confused about why there's there's any real problem here. Yeah, for like for us on Hoop Darshan, like we we are just primarily primarily interested in basketball getting better, anyway, anyhow. It doesn't matter what the source is, um, and and the more basketball these guys play, the better it is. The more opportunities they get to play for both club and country is obviously the best solution. So do you do you? know if there's any like what is the next step from the UBA's end do you know that that could maybe reach a more amicable solution to this little problem well like I said I all I can tell you is I know that we've we've been speaking with the BFI and and trying to to make it clear that I, I I just we don't understand what the problem is so I don't have any direct dealing with them hmm. but uh you know uh, all I can tell you is, you know, UBA's funded everything that's taken place. Uh, we had a pro training camp in the United States last November. We've got another one coming up uh, uh, this December. We've had training camps in advance of season two and season three. Uh, over 200 players showed up for the one in advance of season two. Um uh, well over 100 players showed up for the one in advance of season three. So, you know, I don't really understand where there's a problem because nothing would please us more than to have several players from who have improved their skills in the UBA to compete for India uh, in the national team. So my hope is the BFI is going to see us uh, for what we are, that we'd want to help the game grow and become more competitive on the world stage. Uh, but again, I don't deal with them. So, um, 
you know, we go with what we have, which are some great players. We have 27 former national team players in the league right now. We have a number of other national uh, and state players in the league from services and income tax and railways and, and, and places like that. So the level of play, like I told you, I, I think the level of play uh, has grown uh, just significantly uh, in a short period of time. You look at how fast our game is, and again, it's above the rim. Uh, I think that's great. And so I, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, we'll all be able to work together because that's the desire, no question. Uh, that's the desire. And, and when we spoke yesterday, you mentioned a couple of players who are in the Indian team who played with the UB in season two. Who are playing, like, I think Akhilan Pari and Ravi Bhardwaj, who are now, like, their improvement in showing is showing up for the Indian national team. So it's, it's, it's a two-way street, and I think both can help each other. I, I, I agree, and that's the and hopefully that'll happen. And and uh, you know, uh, so again, I, we can only control what we can control, and so I hope uh, I hope that's the case because that is the desire. That really is the desire. So uh, apart from the BFI, have there been any other sort of challenges for for the UBA's growth of, over the last couple of years? Well, I think uh, one of the challenges uh, has been finding the right place to play. Yeah. You know, in terms of the build of the arena, you know. Uh, as you know, um, playing the game indoors is is has not been the norm. So what we have had to do in our first couple of seasons was make sure we had a wooden floor, which is like a badminton floor, uh, to play on. And and in our first two seasons, you know, we refinished the floor and and got it all right. But that kind of limited where we could play. Well, what we've done. Uh, uh, was we bought the NBA's all-star floor that was used in Toronto in yes. February of 2016. So uh, we then brought that over. We refinished it and made it all uh, UBA logoed and, you know, uh, FIBA uh, specifications. And I believe it's now the only uh, retractable or movable, whatever the right word is, wooden f- basketball floor in, in, in India so now we don't have to go to these handful of badminton arenas that are often on the outskirts of cities. We can play any place because we have our own floor now. Because um, we don't, you don't want to play the game on a cement floor. You want to play it on a wooden basketball floor. So now we have that. So um, I think you'll see in future seasons uh, our playing in buildings that might be more centrally located in cities and and more accessible um, for for fans that may want to come out. At least that's the hope. So uh, we're pretty excited about that. And um, but that uh, that I think you know has been one of the challenges. And again, trying to to do this partially with so many people in the United States, and we have a really talented team in India that's also in working together. Uh, sometimes the challenges, as you know, Kashik probably. Uh, whatever time it is where you are, um, you know, sometimes our communication is, is, is a challenge to just make sure that we're all at a time where everyone's up and running uh, and good to talk. So, but, but other than that, it's all worth it. It's just been, again, very rewarding uh, in so many ways. That's fantastic, Paul. Uh, I wanted to ask you a few things about the future of the league. Uh, you spoke about how it's going to be a lot easier to, uh, to schedule the venues and make it more accessible to fans. Uh, do you think the league is looking at expanding into for more cities and more teams and so on? 
I think we're going to, uh, I, I know we're going to play in more cities. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, now that we have our own floor, uh, we're, we're able to do that. That's going to help. Um, I think in terms of expanding the number of teams, while that might happen uh, down the road, I think right now we are focused on making sure the eight teams that we have and the league we're building, we're going to get this done right. We're yep. not going to get ahead of ourselves too far. Do I think someday we might see 10 teams or 12 teams? Yeah, maybe. Um, but again, um, that's when the fan base is going to be clamoring for that, when television is going to be clamoring for that, when other cities are, are going to be clamoring for that, you know, saying like, we want one too. Uh, right now, we need to make sure that I think the the eight cities that we have uh, really, uh, like we talked about earlier, uh, I I can't wait for each of the eight cities to have groups of fans grow there and really want to see us play in their cities. And we're planning to make sure we get to all eight of our cities. Uh, And again, now we can do that, that we're able to, uh, that we have our own floor. I should also say we also have our own television equipment. Um, which we've gotten that since day one of the UBA, um, which is also really important. Um, so we are able to go anywhere. We just need the time to book these venues, uh, set up our floor and television equipment. We'll get to all eight cities. And ultimately, it would be great to see it grow to the point where we're playing in more than one place. Yeah. You know, that we're, we're able to play in all eight cities in the same season. I mean, it'd be nice to have, you know, we call it our seasons are relatively short uh, when you compare it to seasons that we're used to say uh, here in the United States, that would be great to grow it to the point where the seasons are, we'll, we'll play some games in Punjab and we'll play some in Delhi and we'll play some in Mumbai and we'll play some even in Haryana and we'll play in Pune and Hyderabad and Chennai and, uh, Bengaluru will play in all these places, and once everyone is uh, uh, coming to to games in all those places, then maybe we'll add some other cities to the mix. Because obviously, uh, I think the game is good enough, uh, and the country is big enough, and I think the desire is there that uh, it would be able to grow. But we're, I don't see us growing until we really get this. Right. One step at a time is what, what we're working on. Uh, that I, I, sounds like a fair proposition, Paul. Uh, one, one of the things that I think is fundamental to the success of a basketball league is the players or the talent pool itself that takes part in them. So uh, what do you think are the challenges slash things that UBA is trying to do to ensure that the talent pool is like the cream of Indian basketball? Maybe even, you know, foreign nationals like Agu, for instance. Uh, like, What are the key things that the UBA is looking at on this front? Well, I think... Uh, Again, we have, everything's done on merit. Um, we anticipated after season one, when, when we, uh, we got things set for season two, and every one of the players in season one wanted to come back. Right. And, uh, but we wanted to open it up to make sure the best player, anybody that wanted to come uh, would submit a video, and, and our coaching staff then invited a handful of people. We anticipated in advance of season two, that camp that took place, it started a little over two weeks in advance of, of season two. 
we thought that there were going to be maybe 60 to 75 players that would come to compete for the other roster spots. We knew we had a handful of players that were definitely going to come back and make their teams from season one. And over 200 players showed up. It was mind boggling. Um, So our coaching staff put them through drills and it was really hard with that many players to make the cut downs. But then we did it again in advance of season three. And that's where Jody Basie, our director of coaching and his staff requested videos from players. So they had to submit and they needed to show certain things. Uh, And then again, over 100 players showed up and they put them through drills and and uh, uh, again, players uh, were awarded roster spots based on what they showed. It's all on merit. So uh, you take a look at the players who have joined the league over the course of these three seasons. Uh, again, I've said many times the, ele- the play has elevated, and it really has. I, I mentioned that Manu Thomas uh, and, and Akash Deep, uh, these huge guys, but we've, we've had other guys, like little players, are, you know, short, not little, but like Loveneet and Kushmeet, the twin brothers who are on the Bengaluru Beast now, they are quick as can be. Iban Hayams, uh, uh, as quick as can be. Hamanchu Sharma, who's played for the national team, so quick. Um, uh, so it, it, you go up and down. Uh, we, we have uh, uh, non-resident Indians uh, who have come over from Australia, like uh, Mahesh Padmanabhan of Hyderabad. Uh, you mentioned Agu, but he is, you know, he's been in Chennai for, for several years now. And, and, and while he's a great player, uh, uh, I just could point to so many. Uh, how, how about the two? I, I think you probably know better than I, but uh, I certainly learned Narendra Grawal yes. and Sidhan Shinde of Pune. Um, man, Narendra was the excellent M- M- MVP, wasn't he? Of this, yes, he was. Of he was the yeah. MVP. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he led the league in scoring in season three, but that's not why he was the MVP um, uh, alone. Uh, if if you watch the games, I mean, yeah, he. He, I saw in advance of even watching him play, he had the nickname India's one-handed shooter. <laughs> and then you look at him play, oh, yeah, it's easy to see how he got that nickname. <laughs> but he's so much more than a guy that, you know, sets up outside and just hits shots. He drives to the basket. I don't know that there's anybody, maybe other than a goo. A goo gets uh, contact and hits the floor uh, time and time again. But Narendra on the baseline, man, he got drilled so many times, but that one-handed shot of his, after contact, falling to the floor, he'd hit the shot and then get up and dust himself off and hit the free throw and, and, and complete a three-point play. That's a tough player. And Shinde's a tough player, too. Um, these guys, uh, oh, and, and when it comes to toughness, is there anyone tougher than Jagdeep Baines? Oh. Um, holy cow. Uh, so I, I think you just look at these players and – you, you not only see talent, you see toughness, you see competitiveness. Uh, I, I, I think of Kef Zia and Visu Palani. I saw both those guys play for Jane University back in Chennai in that January of 2015 at the AIU tournament. They're now really good players in the UBA. Their game has elevated because of what they're doing in the UBA. Visu uh, is, is I, I call him on the air several times, a thief because of how uh, he anticipates passes. He led the league in steals in season two. Uh, Kef is now able to dunk. He's only like 6'1", 6'2". He, he gets up above the rim now. Uh, his game has, again, elevated. So 
I mean, I could go on and on with these guys that, you know, we've seen for all three seasons, uh, some for just two seasons and then newcomers. It just keeps getting better and better. So uh, I anticipate and hope that uh, players watch us on live television. They see uh, the coaching they're getting. They see the competition that's taking place and more and more players will want to uh, take part. And then they will also do what we're hoping they do is take to the training, the conditioning. Um, players, when we first started the league, had a hard time playing for 40 minutes. The end of the games were exhausted. They really struggled on playing on those occasions when the playoffs in particular on back-to-back -back days. Sometimes you have to do that. And um, I think our players are getting better conditioned and we, we're insisting that they train when we're not playing and they're working on their skills. So all of that over the course of time, I think, is going to help elevate the game even more. That's fantastic, Paul. Uh, one last question before we let you go. I think I saw a news item today, uh, earlier this morning, that Satnam Singh has been signed up to promote the UBA's university competition. Can you tell us something about that? Uh, I really can't. That is That has nothing to do with the UBA. Oh, really? Um, okay. It does not. It does not. Um, we, the, the people that first... Uh, brought us to Chennai are no longer uh, associated with the UBA at all. So that is not a UBA uh, sanctioned or, or not the sanctions, not the right word, but no, that that's a completely different group. Of course, uh, Satnam, I, I think is uh, uh, someone that I would love to see uh, someday uh, with us in some way, shape or form. But first I'd love to see him, uh, have a real successful time in the uh, developmental league of the NBA and of course maybe one day make his way onto the Dallas Mavericks and play in the NBA but that is not something uh, the college uh, situation uh, is not uh, the United Basketball Alliance our, our professional UBA alright uh, apologies for that I was not uh, aware no of problem that. Yeah, that's alright uh, I'm, I'm aware of Satnam and uh, I wish him uh, nothing but the best. And, and another thing I think is if, if he can help bring attention in the college game. And of course, you know, I would, I would love to see us. Uh, uh, I mean, our, our goal is to help at the grassroots level. Uh, we, we have a lot of players uh, ready to go into schools and uh, do things. As a matter of fact, we have a number of young uh, boys and girls, uh, teenagers, like 12 to 14 years old, coming to the United States uh, through Jane University uh, in October, for example, to work with our coaches. So, um, again, I, I think the future, the real future of basketball in India uh, are with the 12-year-olds, 14-year-olds, 16-year-olds, 18-year-olds today. Um, you know, we love the 20-somethings and even the early 30s that are in our league now, and they're they're uh, trailblazers in many ways, and they're really showing everyone this great world game uh, and, and, and how it can be performed at the highest level. Um, but you know where it's going to get really higher? Those kids that are, you know, teenagers today, uh, where five and ten years from now, how well will they be playing? Um, we'd love to help them uh, really be able to focus more than maybe just two weeks at a time, but learn how to play uh, you know, year round and really make sure that the best 
rise to the top and become you know, the best they can be. Um, and so hopefully that's going to happen as we continue to move forward. I, I don't think you could have said it better, Paul. Um, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Hoop Darshan. We really appreciate your insight and your knowledge. And uh, it, it's just fantastic. The amount of enthusiasm you have for UBA and the Indian basketball, um, it, it's what we love to hear. Well, uh, Karan and Kaushik, I, I appreciate uh, uh, being on with you. I look forward to doing it again. And, and again, with all the, uh, for all of us uh, who get the privilege of coming over and, and being part of this experience and, and, and working with an incredible Indian team, and I should say also before we're done, every one of our camera operators of our television crew are Indian camera operators. We have a huge Indian production team. Uh, there are only a handful of us that come over from the United States, but those of us who do that have been able to do things in the NBA and the NCAA and say, I think it's as special an experience as anything any of us have ever had. So uh, I thank you and I look forward to uh, it continuing and continuing to grow. Thanks a lot for joining us, Paul. Uh, yeah, and, and I hope we 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 meet each other at an actual game sometime in the future. Well, you have an open invitation, both <laughs> of you. So I look forward to seeing you. Thanks for your time, Paul. Have have a good day. And uh, when are you back in India? Uh, we are targeting. Uh, we're still working on paperwork, so it's not um, 100% done. But we are targeting March in Delhi for season four in the UBA. That'd be awesome. North India will get a taste of UBA for the first time, hopefully. Um, thanks again, Paul, and have a good rest of the day. You too. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. So I want to thank Mr. Paul Crane for joining us on Hoop Darshan and making us all sound much smarter than we actually are. Yeah, instantly uh, the most <laughs> professional episode ever. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I do admire the vision that the UBA has of growing. Um, and, and hopefully they, they can expand around India. You know, uh, um, I, I remember when they first started, I was instantly excited by the fact that there were all these logos and, you know, all these Indian teams had such professional looking you know, team names and logos. But I think the next level will be um, to actually be in the cities, as he was mentioning. You, we're not really going to be able to have a, you know, have a Delhi home base excited until it actually has something to do with Delhi. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it'd be great if you, like, if you see, apart from the IPL or cricket, there's not really much of a home in a way sort of sporting culture. And if the UBA can do steps to bring that to our, uh, yeah. to our population, it'd be pretty amazing. Uh, I was I was fascinated with just how just how well he knows the game and the players and such detail. You, you could say you could see why he's a professional of twenty something years in this industry, isn't he? Yeah, and um, he he did like the players he's mentioned. He is right. There's a, there is a lot of talent out there, which again, like roundabout, makes me sad that you know that that India as a whole now has a divided talent pool to use because the talent in the UBA and talent outside of UBA together would make us all so much better. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I, I just want to give some slight breaking news as we were talking um, at the FIBA Asia Challenge. Uh, Chinese Taipei beat the Philippines just right now. The game just finished. Uh, so, so all the Group A games are over and Chinese Taipei are going to finish top. India finished second in the group. That's pretty amazing. Uh, I, yeah. 
so that means we qualify with one victory and one loss. We take that forward to the next group stage, and then yes, yes, I think we, that's how it works. Yeah, and then we play China, Jordan, and Kazakhstan, right? Yeah, so we'll be ranked A, uh, B two, I guess. Yeah, if I'm right. not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, anyways, before we go, Kaushik, uh, should we divert our attentions? to our uh, uh, the rest of the basketball world a little bit absolutely absolutely and once every year the basketball world comes together to honor its legends and absolute legends in in the hall of fame ceremony and that's what happened a few hours ago yeah i did um did you watch any of the hall of fame speeches three great guys yao shaq and iverson i mean it, not just that's a great class isn't it not just amazing players but like culturally guys who have really been, you know, when people think of basketball, these are some of the people you'll think about. Like Yao, man, what more can be said? He made through his China audience. He's he's got like billions of new fans of the game. Shaq is pro- probably the you know the the b- biggest personality that basketball has ever had. Yeah, look, he's a basketball time. galactico. And uh, and Allen Iverson, I think Iverson has had a, the, a culturally his impact outside of Michael Jordan. I can't think of a guy who's been so much of a Who's who's changed the way people play basketball and the way the, the personality of the game? Yeah, know? yeah. And, so and was, I think with when you have something like this, where three guys of such magnitude get into a Hall of Fame, you're guaranteed three fantastic speeches, and that's what we got. We got. I actually watched all. I watched an an hour of fifteen minutes, one hour and fifteen minutes of all the three speeches yesterday. Uh, time nearly had tears in my eyes. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, when when Alan Iverson was speaking. And uh, of course, was laughing my ass off during everything Shaq said. And so, Yao too. Yao was pretty funny. Yeah. Yao, Yao was underrated funny. Yao was. Um, speaking of Yao, he's made the Hall of Fame. I wanna give a little um, plug. Uh, give a little personal sort of like plug here. <laughs> I actually, I had I had the amazing like chance to meet Yao and interview him about two years ago uh, for Slam magazine. In uh, I, I went to Shanghai to see him. And like he he welcomed me in his office. Like he he runs the Shanghai Sharks uh, for the CBA. Great name. And uh, it's an amazing name. And he was like he, considering like I was in the presence of someone who's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. Most most of these NBA guys, you know, there's there's so much uh, there's so many loopholes of people around them that you have to deal with, and there's so much like noise that like you, you know you get a certain amount of time. You better ask a question in this this much time. Mm-hmm. You better do this, and you better not like you know. Uh, you, you better follow all the rules, and there's people always watching you, making you uncomfortable. It was Yao basically sent everyone out. It was just like he and I in his office, and we talked straight basketball for twice the amount of time that I was supposed to have. He was willing to just go on and on about his career, and you know, if I didn't have a, a, a word limit, I could. There's so many stories that came out from that conversation. Um, I remember wearing because um, you're talking about a sense of humor. I remember wearing a Brazil football T-shirt mm-hmm. that day. And he was so offended. He's like, "How can you be a basketball <laughs> journalist wearing a, a, a soccer T-shirt? What's wrong with you?" And like, he, he kept on bringing that up. That if we need to get you a basketball T-shirt, <laughs> like, um, but yeah, like, great guy. I'm so happy for him. I think the first Asian in the Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, that's that's pretty that's pretty massive. I I think yeah. his impact is is unlike anything else in basketball. He's single-handedly made China that big a market, and by its derivative, I think India is also been targeted as the next China due to something like that. The massive, exactly, the exactly. massive potential that a single Yao Ming or somebody like that who, I, it, well, let's face it, it might not be Satnam, but 
that was what they were going for right because yeah, I, and yeah. and that's how impactful he is so he's definitely one of the greatest you know and all ever. three of these guys all three, like their impact on basketball like if if you if you grew up of our you know between the ages of what like 20 to 35 yeah. or 20 to 40 like these three guys are the ones that you'll remember i, I don't know if the next generation will understand how amazing Allen Iverson was like this five who, he's he's my size yeah <laughs> and, and 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 he he had the he still has the second highest uh playoff uh, scoring average of all time after michael jordan and it says like he's one of the most amazing like he 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 looked at kobe and shaq and he 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 matched up to the, them you know um, yeah, that, that's the only game that that team lost in the playoffs that season. In one, of, one of the greatest teams of all time, one of the greatest stretches of all time in, in the 2001 Lakers, and Allen um, Iverson, Shaq was amazing. I, I can't, I can't say enough about these guys. Like Shaq's one of the, you know, most dominant big man in his own words of all time. Uh, yeah, uh, so, yeah, you know what? Uh, a colleague of mine sent me a video, a YouTube link that said top five moments where Shaq breaks the backboard. Like, you you you, yes, you, exactly. can, you cannot make this for anybody else in the world. Exactly, you can't make a top one moment. Yeah, else, yeah. he has five yeah. such moments. That's how amazing he is. I think he has he's lot he has a lot more than five. Those were just the top five. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's yeah it's 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 pretty massive. I think I can't wait for the time when like fifteen years or so from now where we have Kobe Duncan and maybe it's gonna be it's gonna Kevin be five back. years from now. It's gonna be five years from now. Oh, that soon. Be, is, I, I think they've changed it to five or seven. I forget okay. after retirement. But yeah, I, I tweeted this. There's going to be a night where Duncan, Kobe, and Kevin Garnett may give the speeches, and it's going to be one of the most amazing nights of all time. So. Oh man, that's going to be yeah. epic for sure. Um, cool. So yeah, on that note, um, thanks everyone for listening to us once again. We covered a lot of different basketball things, and you know, basketball never stops. We always have something to talk about. Exactly. It's the first week of September where there's like practically nothing going on. But here we are with one hour worth of content. So, <laughs> pat on the back for ourselves, Karan. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, and pat on the back for sure to all of you who listen to us. I uh, can't stress it enough. Thank you so much for doing this, taking time out to listen to us. Uh, if you want to reach us on Twitter, uh, Karan is at Hoopistani and I'm at underscore Kaushik7. The podcast is at Hoopdarshan. And Hoopdarshan is also available on a variety of platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Lipsin, Podbean, Stitcher, like you can find you can find us everywhere. Um, and there's there's one thing missing. What's that? We need we need a few more oxen to listen to us now too. Oh, absolutely. Now that we now that we know that, we know that the, the, there is the subculture of, of ox basketball fans in India. Hashtag ox with hops. Ox with hops. <laughs> we, we need to make it happen. <laughs> we definitely do. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe out of the fifty people who listen to us. Um, yeah. Five of them they're, are ox. They'll be that one ox. <laughs> <laughs> Who's still in the same place. It's uh, not moving. <laughs> That's a great story. Great story. Um, on that note, guys, hashtag India Basketball.